Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you're really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. What's good, baby? We welcome you in here to the Monday, January 9th edition of Dealing with KC. Hope everybody had a safe weekend. Uh, we welcome those that are back with us. Uh, hopefully, y'all got power and uh, no trees on the cars or the houses. Watching everybody's Instagram stories, uh, uh, particularly on Sunday, was uh, was pretty jarring. And then, of course, you know, it... <laughs> Just picked right back up here this morning, man. So uh, we got a little break right now. Uh, I think it's going to be back either later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, but they got uh, like two more coming. Regardless, man, be safe. Uh, watch out for them trees. Watch out for that debris. Uh, but we're so happy that uh, you could be with us. Maybe we could provide a little distraction for you. Uh, for the next couple hours, I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Carraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. We have got plenty to talk about. Of course, the 2022-2023 NFL regular season uh, wrapped up yesterday. Cliff Kingsbury already out of a job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey Smith already out of a job. Oh, F the Houston Texans. That's what Lovey uh, said. Uh, yeah, he sure <laughs> did. Uh, we'll talk about that later. By, Obviously, by, the, by the way, I'm going to need some flowers. I'm gonna need some flowers. That's, man. that's there, how we're starting today's show. There's a lot that went down. Okay, this go season. ahead. I'm gonna need some flowers. No, we well, can do what? it when no, we get no, there. Go ahead. Tell, tell me what you deserve flowers for. I'm just saying, hot takes. I said Cliff was gonna be gone. That was one of the hot takes. I said, Cliff was that would a be hot gone. take? <laughs> said Cliff. Yeah, it was a hot take. The man just went to the playoffs. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Everybody loved Kyler Murray. Everybody. I feel like we talked it. Okay, all that right. I'm, I'm gonna let you have and your then, moment. Okay, you can have it. And then. This one didn't happen. Then, well, then you don't get well, credit for well, it. You don't it, get credit for the D- Detroit Lions going nine and eight. No, you don't get credit no, for that. It, it Absolutely happened, not. It happened. Absolutely not. You it do happened not get this because I know it I know. didn't happen. Are they playing this weekend? You what time do they play? You don't even know what I'm saying. You don't even know what I'm saying. You arguing something that I didn't even say. He next he's gonna say the Carolina Panthers. They was right there, just like I said. I didn't pick the Panthers to get in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, bro! You're so full of nonsense. It's the, frustrating the, to sit across from the, you sometimes. In the, in the hot take, pull up the clip from like hot, two weeks ago where he's Jesse, like, "Give my Carolina Panthers." Jesse, did we do did we do hot takes and four in four out two weeks ago or at the beginning of the season? Did you not say the Carolina Panthers were going to make the playoffs two weeks ago? Absolutely. Am I t- absolutely? <laughs> Fig and Vine, if you're listening, get get Kenny some flowers. Absolutely. Here. All I'm saying is. I said the Raiders weren't going to make the playoffs on four and four out. Okay. I th- and and it, and what I was going to say, I wouldn't say nothing about the Lions or anything. I said you can't completely have it because I didn't take the Steelers out. Steelers didn't make it, so it didn't completely happen. Yes, and that was the argument. I said I can't put the Raiders in because I think Mike Tomlin is going to find a way to get his team in the playoffs based on his track record. He was a field goal away from making that happen, but he didn't make it happen. Would you like to pat yourself on the back anymore or just keep going here with the show? We can keep going. You sure? I'm positive. Nothing else? You want to no. talk about Jamal Adams? No. Jamal Adams, my new favorite player. Uh, I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry. Jamal we got to update that soundbite. Jamal Williams. We, J- Jamal Williams. What would I say? Jamal Adams. Yeah, we got to update that Jamal Williams soundbite. He's, he's a baller. He's a baller. Oh, he's an absolute baller. He, he could baller. cry every time he's on TV <laughs> if he's going to have the season don't he get, had. Don't, give it, don't, get it, don't let them to, the tears uh, fool you. I'm all dog is what he yeah, said. Yeah, his, his <laughs> tone changed quick. That was that was weird. Like he, <laughs> he went from sad and emotional and – I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry. To cutting a WWE <laughs> promo like right there on NBC. <laughs> that, that, was, that was incredible stuff. So uh, we'll get into that. The 49ers slotted at the two spot. They'll take on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, for the third time this season, we'll go over all of the different uh, playoff scenarios, any other coaches, get the axe. Of course, we'll bring that along to you. Um, of course, we've got all week to do this, man, but there are some really, really intriguing stories out there uh, for us to cover. And then, of course, we've got our Saturday night. It was a big weekend uh, for D'Lo and Casey. Uh, appreciate everybody who uh, took the time to come over and say hello to Trista and Kyle, who uh, came up for the weekend as well. Um, whether it was at uh, the, the, the flat stick spot uh, or the Golden One Center or any of the different mm-hmm. little spots that you may have caught us hanging out at, man. Trista felt very welcome. She absolutely loved this place. Unfortunately, uh, 
She landed in the nation's capital this morning. Uh, beamless. Oh. 134 points wasn't enough. Damantas Sabonis, a surefire all-star this year, uh, wasn't enough to stop the new Bryant of Los Angeles. Mm. Goodness gracious, man. Mm-hmm. What an infuriating game uh, to sit through. And I'll, 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 you know, we obviously, we had a, we had a great time on Saturday night. Uh, the Kings absolutely did let a lot of wind out of our sails. It was funny. We were, you know, telling all, hey, what are you guys doing with Tristan here? Like, what are we doing? Oh, we're, 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 we're going to go out after, after the game. You know, we're going to hit up a few spots. Only two people. And then, like, everybody was down before the game. Before the Kings lost, everybody was down. After the game, James came through. The only two people who were really all about it who was our man Jake yeah, over at CBS. Yeah, Jake was. Yeah. And you were gone by the time Jake hit us. Yeah. And then Brendan Nunez, who uh, popped over around midnight or so. Man, that man. was it. No no one else said. Sarah texts, hey, where you at? I told her. Never heard from her again. <laughs> and thank goodness, by the way, because people were sending the text messages when it was still normal outside. Hopefully right. everybody uh, went home, you know, got home and got, got home safely. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a frustrating game, man, where, uh, the Kings just the, the disappointment, the frustration with the way that they're playing kind of continues. Yeah. I mean, that was a tough loss and for better or for worse, I thought, um, and Saturday was for worse, but I thought, you know, I was telling Tristan, I was like, well, you know, I think it was one Oh, it was a hundred and something, a hundred and something at the end of the third. Right. And I was like, well, for better or worse, it's Kings basketball. Like, they got a good spot to win this. And I think they went down nine at one point late in the mm-hmm. fourth. And I said, look, they'll get it to two. They, like, they'll they'll surge back. They'll get it to two because this is their brand of basketball. The, the question is going to be whether they can get over the hump or not. They got over the hump, then they fell back down, and they end up losing the game. But um, the thing about it is I think this is, this is Kings basketball. It can be very frustrating at times. It can be very exciting at times. Um, but this is right now, this is who they are. The scout who was sitting next to me in the media area asked me before that final possession when there was six seconds, or I guess it was the second final possession, given that De'Aaron got a shot off. Mm. Can they defend this for six seconds? It was 134, 134. Can they defend this for six seconds? Looked at him, I said, no. They're either going to miss the shot or they're going to foul. Those are the only two options. Uh, And then, of course, the foul, the Ninja Shooter foul, which – just end the last two minute report for God's sakes, because don't don't treat us like we're stupid. Like, come on, man. Trash. They, they he initiated enough contact to warrant a foul call. The discussion became, and this is I, I don't know. Everyone has the Monday morning quarterback vibe when mm-hmm. it comes to this play, but watching it, and I don't know, I I don't know how much of the camera uh, on, on television was catching this. We were we, the foul was called. We all look to Mike Brown. We all look to the Kings sidelines. You could see everyone. They're looking, they're looking, and then they start making the motion. Uh, Mike Brown goes, goes for the floor, stops, turns around. I have no idea what he said, but my guess is, are we sure we'll lose the timeout and we won't advance the ball? Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, call it, call it. And he stopped, he hesitated, he walked out, he made the signal, they reviewed it. We watched that team go to the sideline, and the only discussion that we could see happening was Mike drawing up the out-of-bounds out of call. Mm-hmm. Just in case it didn't go their way, they had the play call ready. Obviously, the call didn't go their way. They lose their timeout. They can't advance it. They run a great play for De'Aaron Fox to get him up the floor with 3.0 seconds left, which I, I want to ask you a question about that in a second. Mm-hmm. And De'Aaron livid following the shot because it turns out he got fouled by Russell Westbrook, which the last two-minute report dubbed, and this was a new one, uh, marginal contact. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know, and, and forgive me, I've been following this game a long time, I didn't know. I didn't know that that's how we did this. Marginal contact uh, to De'Aaron Fox, so it didn't warrant a foul. Well, especially, um, especially when oh, not even more than a week ago, they said Keegan Murray did foul Laurie Markkinen with contact to the elbow. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't that did contact, not happen. Didn't contact his elbow at all. No. We watched that. We showed that play in slow motion on the live stream. The, look, man, 
Nothing. The the NBA in their whole refereeing situation, it, it's bordering on crisis level. It's bad. Because this is turning into a complete clown show. These guys look terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Did you see the uh, play yesterday? I, I put it on the Twitter at one point. Um, with the Raptors the and ra- – come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> come on. What, what are these – I don't know if they need therapy. I don't know if they need more days off. I don't know what's going – less travel. I don't know what it is. But this is an abomination. Wasn't it the same official who missed the herder call? Yeah, it was the same uh, crew. It, it, it the was the same crew. exact crew? Yeah, for the Kings game. Yeah, yeah, the, sorry. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. That um, that that wasn't the, the two plays down the stretch. The Sabonis foul that fouled him out and LeBron got the M1. That wasn't a foul on DeMontis Sabonis. I don't know what else uh, you're supposed to do as a defender. And the Which I think was in the last two-minute report. As a correct call? No, 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 that that was an incorrect call. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Not that it, yeah, right, exactly. Thanks. Like, um, Look, we're going to give you one, but we're not going to give you the other two. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the last one wasn't a foul, but, I mean, here's the other thing. That was a bad challenge. That was a bad challenge. I was sitting next to Tristan and, and Morgan Reagan at the time, and I said, you Watching games you with, like that with Morgan is a lot of fun, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She is Absolutely. very uh, – she is very into the action. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I told him now, I said, you can't challenge it. Like, you cannot challenge that because you have no timeout. And it's – you can make the argument it's a foul. So – Like, I don't think it's a foul anyway. And even, like, seeing the side view is even worse. Like, the TV view, it was even worse. But you, you can – That it was wrong. Yeah, that yeah, it was yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make some type of argument that it was a foul. If you if you really wanted to, which it seems like the refs and everybody in Secaucus wanted to, because of that you can't. You just got to chalk it up and make sure you have your timeout to to get in the half court set. So it's a bad challenge. Here's the question I was going to ask you a minute ago. I don't think it was a bad challenge, by the way. I think it was a it's a tough call to make in that moment. Mm-hmm. But the question I was going to ask you, if you recall. When the foul was committed and Schroeder was going to the free throw line and there was that moment of whether mm-hmm. he was going to challenge or not, I think the clock said two seconds. Mm-hmm. So they got 1.6 back on the review. Would that have happened without the challenge? Uh, probably not. Probably not. But you're still comfortable with essentially half that time if you have the timeout. Absolutely. Taking it taking it on the side in the front court, absolutely. That That's worth more. That's worth more than the 1.6 seconds, in my opinion. I thought it was a, I thought it was a terrible challenge, and all the, and all oh, man, those. Man, I don't think it was terrible because the 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 probability the what is the, it the, weighing the the probability of them and, actually admitting they were wrong, yeah. and that's and that's why I kept going because that, obviously that was the discussion through the whole review is how, is this a mistake, and 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 the thing that. <laughs> Even this guy, I just don't think they're going to admit that it was wrong. I don't think they're, I don't, yeah. in that situation because they're those officials in the review room, they're going to publicly back this crew mm-hmm. if it's close enough. Mm-hmm. And, and there it, was contact shoot, made. We, well, like, we see, and, and, and then it, I, I guess you, we've got to start taking history into account. You go, you just mentioned the Keegan Murray play. There was literally no contact between Keegan Murray and Laurie Markin. None, zero. He mm-hmm. did not touch him at all. And the last two-minute report, which is the same crew that's watching in Secaucus, gave it the thumbs up. So, that's probably stuff Mike has to take so, in, yeah, into account. Yeah, you can't put it in their hands. And I and and, and I know we got to go, but Mike. Oh, I didn't even realize. Oh, my was, God, we really do. Mike was go. peer pressured into that. I, I don't think, think he, he was, too. To. We'll come back. Um, we'll Obviously, we'll talk a lot more about this. Will Z is going to join us here uh, later on this hour. Uh, we'll talk more Kings basketball. Phone lines are o- open as well. We'll get to football. We're just getting started. It's Stilo and Casey uh, here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Stilo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Uh, coming up at the final hour of the show, James Ham will be with us sometime following a shoot around today, and we've got tickets. Uh, when the Sacramento Kings take on all of Canada on January 25th. Uh, so we'll have those in the final hour of the show. Uh, just lock in 916-909-1320. Uh, save that phone number, uh, whether you're listening on the Odyssey app at 1320 AM or you're watching on Twitch, uh, YouTube, 
or Facebook Live. Uh, we'll be able to get those tickets to you again uh, in the final hour. Uh, we'll shift our attention uh, to the NFL and to the San Francisco 49ers and to the, to the uh, crazy amount of news uh, that is coming in here today. Uh, we'll mention this before we get back to the Sacramento Kings and, and Mike Brown and god-awful defense. Uh, DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from mm-hmm. the hospital in Cincinnati and is returning home uh, to Buffalo. Uh, that's tremendous news. It was an incredible reminder how amazing sports can be when uh, the Buffalo Bills took the opening kickoff uh, to the house yesterday. And then when the Buffalo Bills uh, research team discovered it had been three years and three months since the last time the Buffalo Bills did that. That's just it's those it's those sports moments, man, that give you. They give you goosebumps, given everything that went on uh, over the course of the last six days or so. Uh, and I thought Nance called it perfect. He said, this is this is storybook. This is a storybook start to this game. And I thought that was a, a tremendous play, a tremendous moment, a tremendous call. It was, just, it was flawless. That was. That was a, a hell of a moment. I, I, luckily, you know, I, I got to watch that. You know, it was on the red zone, and they – Stayed yeah. with the kickoff for that, and, and to see that, I was like, oh, man, is he really going to go uh, on the opening play? And that was a great moment, great moment. Uh, there were no great moments on Saturday night uh, at the Golden One Center. They were God. all – well, that's not true. Um, of course, if you were a Laker fan, you had a great time. There were a lot of them there. They were loud Ugh. there, and they were obnoxious. Uh, but LeBron James put on a – he just put on another performance at the Golden One Center. He's put on some incredible performances <laughs> In Sacramento, and if LeBron had beaten the Kings on the final play, it's LeBron James. I get you can't stop LeBron. No one can. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Dennis Schroeder was doing Thomas Bryant, the fact that these dudes, Thomas Bryant is the one, were going off was infuriating. Tom, and that Lakers team is playing good basketball right now. Tom, Thomas Bryant is the one. Dennis Schroeder, like Dennis Schroeder's capable. We've yeah, seen it before. Like we, we've I seen it a number of different times in his mm-hmm. career. Thomas Bryant, 29 and 14. I mean, yeah, he didn't miss or whatever, but that's that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable for, for him to uh go off that way. And that was that was surprising to see. Perhaps even more frustrating is the fact that Domas had 25, 12, and 7, and it mm. all went for nothing. Of course, he fouled out late. Uh De'Aaron Fox had 34 points and nine assists. An incredible fourth quarter from De'Aaron Fox, 12 of 14 from the line. He continues to be the closer. He continues to be the finisher. He continues to be all those clever little nicknames uh, that they're coming up with the broadcast. He's living up to every single one of them. But this team's defense is putting them in positions where, like I, I, I looked this up today. I, I was like, what was, Kenny, what was Kenny's number? It's 14. They had 14 threes. Mm-hmm. Not only did they hit 14 threes, they had five more than Los Angeles did. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't win that game. That's how problematic the defense has become. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and like I said, I'm. That's that was a that was a Kings that was a Kings game for better or for worse. Like that's the way they play, and they couldn't get one. They stop. can't be that bad defensively. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, they they gave up what was it, sixty one percent from the field oh, on the Lakers. Goodness gracious! For or the Lakers scored sixty one. Sixty one percent. Yep. I mean that's. That's just terrible. That's terrible. 70 to 48 points in the paint. Mm. That's terrible. They they have to they have to find some type of way to improve. And I know I stating the obvious, but like they they we can't they, we can't keep complaining about it and doing the same things. Weren't they better defensively earlier in the season? I thought so. So why are they so bad now? Because they don't, they don't, they don't play the same people. It's not the same. They, the, those things aren't the same no more. For whatever reason they are, people have their reasons. Whatever, they don't have the same rotations. They, they just don't play the same people. Okay, and well, I, and we, and we like I've talked about, and it's not. Metu is this great defender. 
or Terrence Davis is this great defender or something like that. Oh, I'm it's glad that. Terrence Davis ain't going to ever see the basketball floor again in a Man. Kings uniform. Man. They have him. I, I was It was so infuriating. Like, it, it just goes to what we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a two-day discussion on this rotation, and I think you were the, bringing up that he's got these guys, like, in their heads. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis passed up three perfect Terrence Davis shots. The first shot he finally took was like – all right, like it wasn't a bad shot. I think he missed it. It wasn't a bad he shot. I missed them all. <laughs> the the other right, the other three were significantly better. Right, he passed up all of them, and then, and, and then, <laughs> he was just in a long line of Kings defenders that was terrible. And I <laughs> pulled him out. I was like, we ain't never gonna see Terrence again. No, no. <laughs> Mike's got these, and this this is this is where I think we can because you said this you know a week or two ago. Mike has pressed all of the right buttons. All off season, or excuse me, all, all all season. This is the first time Mike's he's pressed the wrong button. He's oh he, he's, nope, that was the wrong button. My bad. He's 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 got <laughs> that's what he's, that's he, what he's he, done. That's when he accident he, he accidentally blocked Lazy. <laughs> like that's 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 what it was. Like which by the way he accidentally blocked Matt. <laughs> <laughs> blocking Lazy was one of the funniest moments in show history last week. That was just absolute comedy because it was. I swear it was an accident. We saw Lazy on Saturday night. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Mike's Mike's hit the wrong button. He's 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 off here, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's a discussion he needs to have with those individuals. I don't know if there's a discussion he hasn't had with the individuals. I'm guessing he didn't have it before Saturday because there was no one there to take Terrence's place. Mm-hmm. Malik was out. But by the way, James Ham report uh, uh, Malik at shoot around. All good to go tonight. So Malik That's back in action after missing one game. But Malik wasn't there on on, on Saturday. That yeah. was Terrence Davis's night. We were talking about that. If Malik's not playing, this is Terrence Davis's no, night. That was his opportunity. And he's 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 still he he. I guess he had the. I don't know if it was the fear of Mike Brown, the fear of failure. It was the fear of something because he looked terrible mm-hmm. and completely uh, uh, completely in his head yeah. in the minutes that he played. Yeah, and that's and and, and like I said. It's not like these guys are world beaters, but I just looked at the way Terrence Davis is a hell of a lot better than what we saw the other night. He might not be a world beater. There's a fine line between the two. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it just goes back to how they were playing and how they're playing now. If, if, if Terrence Davis and Shemezi Metu, and I'm not even going to put Casey Akpala in there because he actually does play defense, but if Metu and, and, and Terrence Davis, weren't playing defense, and the Kings were balling, by all means, they need to continue to sit because this team's going to work, they're handling business, and if they can't get with it, then they can't play, by all means. But the way that you're handling those two who were a part of the success early in the season, the way that you're handling them now has not resulted in Ws. It hasn't resulted in good play. The defense has been just as poor with everybody else as it has been with them. The shot selection, you know, has been questionable with everybody else as it was with those two. So my thought would be, hey, we need to find a way to get back to how we were playing when we were playing our best. And those two were a part of it. And it just it just strengthened the it strengthened the the roster as a whole and the, and the rotation as a whole, um, but it it gave them. I think this team plays. If they can get some good 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 momentum on the offensive end, they get some stops on the defensive end. In small in a small dose, we saw that in the fourth quarter, they used what they were doing on the offensive end to kind of propel the stops they needed to get that game back to a tie game. The help that LeBron James was out too, but they were still getting the, they were getting those stops. I think they feed off of what they do offensively to at least have those spots where they play well on the defensive end, and I think those two could help. But I mean, Mike Brown got to he's got to figure out something. He's got to figure out something, you know, and because right now what he's doing isn't working, and that's if that's demanding you get more players, get a PJ Dozer or people like him then that's something. If that's well, going back to Metsu and, and Terrence Davis, then that's something. But what's going on right now is not working. And the P.J. Dozer thing is funny. He's, 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 he's a 10-day contract guy. 
Um, well, we, we actually got some sound from him, uh, courtesy of James Ham. We'll play for you in just a second. This doesn't have anything to do with Domas and backup center minutes. Mm-hmm. This is this is the stamp that we're never going to see Terrence Davis play basketball in a Kings <laughs> uniform again. Yeah, because he's not a big. This is like he's a six six guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, he whatever whatever needs to be done needs to be done to get this team winning. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't really. You know, I don't. I don't really care what it is. I guess obviously we love Terrence Davis here. You know, we got love for Freeport here, so that's cool. But at the end of the day, the Kings got to win. So, however, you got to get to the Kings winning again, then you do it. But yeah, something but, has to change. Yeah, I, it, I think it, 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 as big of a fan of his as I am, I think it has to start with Mike. I think Mike has to have a discussion with this roster. Mm. Again, assuming he he hasn't had that, he has to have a discussion, particularly with that second unit. Look, I know I've been all over the place with I'm I'm, I'm trying. This is what I need from you guys, and I'm searching and searching and searching and searching trying desperately to find it. And I know some of you guys have played big minutes and then have had DMPs. You've got to find some way to clear the air and wipe the slate clean. Mm. You have to somehow men in black these dudes with the with the with the beam and erase their memory and be like, all right, we've got a blank slate here. I need guys to, and I'm trying to harken back to that sound bite of defend without fouling, rebound, play within the game plan defend that's what I need you guys to do and I'm going to spend the next couple of games trying to find who can do it Mm -hmm. and if you can't do it you're going to be right back on the bench the only bench players that he can really truly rely on Trey Lyles has been I think he's been really really good for this team absolutely and and Davion has Mm -hmm. like Davion has a he he has a place within this team whether whether he has a place on the floor whether he's scoring or not. We mm-hmm. we saw it in the Utah game. We see it regularly from Davion. But Mike's got to I, – I, I think it starts with him. Because what we saw from Terrence Davis on Saturday is not because Terrence Davis isn't a, a, a quality basketball player. Mm-hmm. It's because he was, he, he, he was playing with the weight of his career on his head right. or on his shoulders. Yeah. And it was as ugly as ugly could get. And, and what you said is – I would go, I would twist that up a little bit and go the opposite. I would sit down with those guys and I'd say, this is what I need. This is what I need from you. In in an effort of full transparency, give me your effort to try and get that done. If it doesn't work, you're going to play, okay? You're going to play. I need you to try, though. I need, that's what, but you I can't can, you can't make that proclamation though because there just aren't enough minutes there for everybody. Somebody has to earn minutes. But that but that's what I'm saying. Like he's doing that now. He what you said he's doing now. I'm gonna put you in. If you don't do it, I'm gonna find somebody else who's gonna get it done. And that ain't working. Mm. <laughs> that's not working. So I think you need to go to Terrence and Metu and be like, look, don't worry about your playing time. I'm gonna give you this seven stretch again, seven game stretch. This this uh, ten might be too long, but I'm gonna give you a stretch of games where you're gonna see minutes. I don't even know if you have to do that. You've got tonight. That's what you're the, who I'm going to tonight. But that's what he did with Terrence on on Saturday, and that didn't work. Like they have to know. In my opinion, they have. He to didn't know. go to Terrence. <laughs> he pulled. He put what well, Ter- Malik Monk was unavailable. Would Terrence play like seven minutes, ten eight minutes, minutes, ten minutes? But that. But like that's. That's what to me. That's what he did on Saturday. He said, "All right, tonight's your night." And then what that says to me as a ball player is tonight's tonight's the night, not the brat, but tonight tonight's the night. It's a good, for you a good to, call back. Yeah, that was, not a lot that of people remember that. That was smash. Um, tonight's the night, and like you just said a little while ago, your career lies on this night. <laughs> um, I know you were being facetious when you said, but like, I think that's, that's what Terrence thought. That's what he felt, right? And 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 Mike, hey man, don't worry about that. Like, play your game tonight. It, if you make a mistake, if you miss a shot, it's not the end of the world. And You're maybe going to not play again. And like, maybe well, it, well, well, maybe that's where it ends, though. Hey, go play your game. Go 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 do what the team needs you to do. No promise of playing time moving forward. No promise of tonight's your night. No promise of your back. Hey, 
run to the street light and turn left or whatever like the Al Pacino line was to Willie Beeman. Like, go back to like you're playing and in the, the hood. hood. That's it. And then mama's ringing the dinner bell. Do that. Like, <laughs> the dinner bell. Which I think is the Willie Beeman line. <laughs> calm, like, calm everybody's nerves down. Uh-huh. Say, yo, it's basketball. This is what you've done. You're getting on the floor tonight. Get all of the other stuff out of your head and just go play. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow's game. Don't worry about the, the the games against Houston. Worry about playing your worry about defending without fouling mm-hmm. and rebounding and playing with an strength. Worry about doing that tonight. We'll deal with Wednesday, Wednesday. We'll deal with Friday, Friday. But I need you to deal with tonight. Mm-hmm. And and the, the the only reason that I say um, you know, hey, you know, try to handle it a certain way is because I think they feel that. Like that the reason why I say you have to verbally oh, I, say I the reassurance the yeah. reassurance is because they they don't believe they don't like but, what you just said, they don't believe that. But 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 the thing is if you start reassuring them with things that you can't follow through up, you're gonna lose them. Like hey, don't worry about not getting on the floor. Well, if they go out there and they do all those things and they still stink. How are you going to put him back out there? Because the because everybody else is thinking. You are, well, well, you but, 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 but what I'm saying is, if you if if you're able to do if you're able to wipe the slate clean with these guys, mm-hmm. and you're able to put a combination out there, a combination is a failure. Okay, I got Kada. I can try. I'm going to try Kada. Like, but, it, it, what, but I, all I'm saying is that's what you're doing right now. I I I got you, but but my issue is I I I think they're doing it with the with too much weight on them. He has to take the weight off. And I think you could take the weight off without promising them that they're going to play on Wednesday. When you're you're asking them to play Monday, Mm. try to eliminate Wednesday and Friday in the home stretch. Try to eliminate that as best you can. And maybe, maybe you can't, maybe that's your whole point. Maybe you can't. Yeah. I I understand what you're saying. Like I, I get it. Like the words make perfect sense and I get it. I'm just saying like in their head, possibly, like but you, those are just work because like if I mess up, you're not gonna put me back in. Like I don't, I don't believe you when you say just play because if I just play and I mess up, you're not gonna put me back in. Well, I, I don't think the promise of hey, you're gonna play Wednesday, Friday. Don't worry about that. I don't think that that'll work either. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm fearful. If you say that and you go away from it, mm-hmm. then you've lost them forever. I don't think you've lost any of these guys. I don't think you've lost one single one of those guys. I think you. I I, I don't like mm-hmm. you make the fact. I don't think he's lost them. I think he's on the verge of losing them, and which is why I think it's so imperative that you you fix this. Bringing in PJ that's that's not going to help this situation at all. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's it look like? PJ come out and play eleven minutes tonight, right? Darren's ain't seen eleven minutes in three weeks combined. And, and Michael in the chat says, "Kenny, how do we know Mike hasn't said this to TD and he just played terrible? We don't know. I don't. Maybe well, maybe I tried these, to preface it. Maybe with these conversations have, have already maybe they happened." Have. Here's, here's and maybe the, that's why Mike is perpetually frustrated. Here's the other thing about this, coming from a player's point of view, is if first for a lot of players, if you're saying I'm not handling business and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, and you bench me and you bring in people who are, I may not that's, like it, yep. but I can handle it. Yep. But if you're not playing me, and I, I think I think something like this goes to TD, but even more to somebody like Metsu. If you're not playing me and we're still giving up 61% from the field, oh, th- come on. I got a, I got a problem with you. I got a problem with you. I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you talking about? Because you get mad at me for something that everybody else has given up. Thomas Bryan didn't give up, didn't put up 29 and 14 on, on Metsu. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying bench those guys. I'm just yeah. saying, how are you going to hold me to a certain standard when the entire team is 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 playing the same exact way, and it's it's always important when we have conversations like this to point out there's stuff that happens every day that we don't see. Absolutely, and if that stuff factors into what this coaching staff is deciding to do, or what Mike Brown is deciding to do, how bad must it be? Because I know what we can actually see. Right. So how bad is what we can't see right. that's pushing you to make these decisions? Right. Yeah. And then, and you know, it, it's just it's it's one of those things, and it's tough because, like you mentioned, we don't have all the information. But even if 
if I'm Mike Brown, and even if somebody isn't doing something that I'm asking them to do in practice, to a certain degree, right? Like you can't be like insubordinate. I'm not saying any of these guys are, but you can't be that and then expect to play. Mm-hmm. But if they're just not practicing the way I want them to or doing things in practice, at what point as as Mike Brown as the coach, do you kind of get away from that and say, well, I got to I got to try this. Cuz there the, my that's really my whole thing is what you're doing right now. You can complain about I need to find some guys this all what you're doing right now the DMPs, the, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes KZ plays, sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's not working. So what are we going to do? Are we going to keep trying that and doing it that way? Or are you going to try and try and find a different solution? So he, might, he might continue. It may be one of those things, to be honest with you, Damian, where he says, I believe in what the way I'm going about it and the rotations right now. I think that's best for the team. And these guys have to find a way to play better okay all right that that is that is a a realistic outlook on it as well where man i hear d and casey all the time met two and t i'm telling you that's not it these guys that are playing that's the best way and they've got to figure it out that may be true and and you know that could be the case but i don't know there may be a time when you have to look at it and be like "Ah, all right i thought this was the case but maybe i need to try something a little different and what's the rest of the coaching staff saying as well? Challenge it. Oh, 916-909-1320. Uh, let's check in with Kamara here really quick. Kamara, what's happening, man? Kings in Orlando uh, tonight I mean, at the Golden One Center. Ooh. I mean, if there's not a time for me to call, it would be like this game, right? It would be this game for me to call. But, um, you know, man, like, listen, I hear you, KC, about, like, Mike Brown. They've got to figure out. But, honestly, it comes down to the players. I really was thinking about this this weekend. I was going to text you, D. Um, De'Aaron and just the team in general, they find themselves in unfamiliar territory of actually playing competitive basketball in January. And this is a new place. And I, I think De'Aaron's been playing great ball. But as we see, like, once it gets to a certain time of the year, especially after All-Star break, and you know, just being a hoop fan, um, you know, D, KZ, like, it gets the intensity start ratcheting because everybody's looking for playoff position. You know what I mean? Even like ah. you see LeBron now. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I'm. Gonna, I'm I, w- I want you to remember that. I'm gonna get that because Casey said something. Uh, Casey. Casey said something similar, and 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 we're, we're we're gonna go back to that. But go ahead. Yeah, and so I feel like this team has to realize the games are not gonna come easy anymore. Like they're not. It don't matter what the team schedule is. I mean, the team uh, uh, record is. Teams are starting to get fit, like get to that turn of the calendar year and be like, listen, seeding is important. And you cannot come out and not execute. You cannot come out and have costly turnovers. You cannot come out and lose possessions on the defensive end. And that takes concentration. There's no scheme that Mike Brown can do that Mike Brown could do to get this team to focus more than the players themselves. Mm. That's just what it is. I agree with Kamara. I absolutely agree with Kamara. But I, I – I... I, I, I got to ask Kamara and everybody else a couple questions. All right. Well, you can ask those questions. You can even ask them to Will Z. He joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 and YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. You can also check us out on Facebook Live. Go follow us at D'Lo McCasey on Instagram. I think we have a Facebook page, too. Should probably work on that. Should probably have a D'Lo McCasey Facebook page. I, we I just have pages everywhere. Yeah. Pages you, everywhere. You should literally be able to find us anywhere on the planet. You can go to D'LoMcCasey.com and watch the show. <laughs> uh, we welcome in our buddy Will Z, ESPN 1320 statistician. Uh, he previews every single game uh, by the numbers. Will, how concerning are the numbers? Oh, man. The Magic are probably, them and the Raptors, I think, are just the teams that scare me the most. Just, it's a tough matchup for them, um, especially with the recent narrative around King's points in the paint. Um, so, last time the two teams played, the Magic scored 78 points in the paint, which is the most that the Kings have allowed all season. Um, they catch a break with Bobo being out, at least last that I saw. 
Um, but it's just their length is so unique and seems like an Achilles heel for the Kings almost. What I don't know if the numbers can, can show this or not, but earlier in the season, the Kings were rebounding um, really well. You know, defensively, mm-hmm. and I don't know about offensively, but it seemed like defensively they were doing a really good job on that. Are the numbers still the same or, or have they gone down? Like the fact that they have a, a problem on the boards or, you know, a problem with, with – like is that – is the rebounding issues – is there really an issue or is it just kind of our figment or our imagination? Yeah, they've always been bad at offensive rebounds. Um but for rebounding now on the season, they're getting 32.9 defensive rebounds a game, which is 18th in the NBA. And you're right, earlier they were pretty high in the standing or in the rankings for defensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like in the last few games, they've gotten defensive rebounds 21 against the Lakers, 32, 33, 33, 28, 23, 31. So it's just dipped to compared to earlier in the season. They're around 37, 38, 35. Mm. So, yeah, you're, you nailed it, Kenny. Uh, 78 points in the paint on November mm-hmm. 5th against the Orlando Magic. They gave ah. up 78 points in the paint. Jeez. And they gave up, what What did we just say, 70 uh, on Saturday night against the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. Um, what is there anything in particular? Is there a particular number, a particular player? Is there anything in particular that really stands out to you uh, when it comes to the Kings' defense, or perhaps in this case more specifically when it comes to the Kings' interior defense? Yeah, what stands out to me is really the percentages. It's not just that raw number of 78 or 70. It's that the Kings are allowing – teams to shoot um, in the restricted area, 69.7%. That's the fourth highest and 45.6% in the non-restricted paint area, which is the fifth highest. Mm. So if it were one thing where it just accumulates because of just more shot attempts, that's one thing, but it's just the high percentages that other teams are getting. Yeah. I mean, and that's twofold, right? That's that's you know I said this last year. You know people talk about rim protection, and they're they're not wrong about that. But a lot of that is also um, penetration. You know, right. driving into the lane and, and getting those opportunities. I'm just a believer. You know, of the way I played the game and the way I was taught. Um, it's on your guards. You know, that's on mm-hmm. your wing guys. They've got to stop penetration. It can't be all on. I'm gonna allow this guy to get into the paint. And then depend on you know the the big guy to deter the shot or anything like that. You've got to keep guys out of the paint with how you defend on the perimeter, and it seems like that's been a bit of a struggle so far, or as of late. Yeah, and there's no way to really find that in terms of the numbers, but mm-hmm. it's exactly what Mike Brown said in the press conference after the Lakers game is just helping earlier, and he just seems upset at the players for not kind of following his defensive scheme almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, I wish there were a way to kind of find perimeter pressure or like find how many people are getting straight line drives, but uh, it's got to start out on that perimeter, like you're saying. Is there any good news? Like, is there any? I mean, obviously Sabonis and Fox are playing phenomenal. Like, what, 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 what's good that you see in the in the Kings numbers recently? I mean, the starting lineup—they have one of the best lineups in all of basketball with their starters. Like, we're talking a lot about Terrence Davis, the backup center spot, whereas last year, was it last year or the year before that you had the original epiphany, Kenny? Uh, there was the year before the original. <laughs> year before? The, the, like, the that's for... score. That the, was the, like the an The famous we for... need Dame Lillard epiphany. Oh, <laughs> exactly. that, was, that was an all-timer. And now we're talking about, like, backup seventh or eighth guys on the roster. Um, so the Kings starting lineup is still like torching it they last i checked a few days ago they were a plus 90 which was the third most out of any lineup in the nba mm-hmm. so to me i'll take that problem over the epiphany problems um and then just like you said uh, damian fox and sabonis uh i put this in the article they're averaging 43 points 17 rebounds 12 and a half assi- 12 and a half assists together 
you can pencil that in pretty much every night between the two of them. Mm. And it's on 54, 34, 77% splits. So hard to be mad at that. Well, what do you think they, they need, you know, to, to kind of get over the hump here? Um, like production wise, percentages wise, like do they need more consistent play from Keegan or Harrison or Herter? Or do they need the bench to find a way? Like in your opinion, what, what do you think will help out Fox and Sabonis or help out those starters? Yeah, I think that the rebounds from Keegan and Harrison have been a little up and down throughout the year. Uh, so kind of more consistent rebound production from that three and four spot. And then just the bench production of Mike Brown seems to be so heavily invested on the bench defense mm. that the offense has really sputtered from them. So to me, that's kind of the two things that stand out at first thought. How do they win tonight? We'll send it. What's we'll the, 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 the number one reason they win tonight would be what? Three pointers. Oh, geez. It's. Yeah, um, I mean, like, what's yeah, the three, po- <laughs> three pointers made and three pointers given up? It, they, they both right. work. It, it doesn't matter which one we're talking about. I'm as anticipating Orlando to have another high inside scoring night, just given their roster makeup. Um, but last game, the Magic went four of twenty-three from three, and the Kings went fifteen of forty. So four of twenty-three. Match- Wow. You said that you said yeah. Orlando went four of twenty three. Mm-hmm. Weren't they up twenty yeah. in that game? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's pretty wild. Wow. That surprised me when I look back at it. Wow. And they're a below average. They're like eighteenth in terms of three point percentage on the season. So I think the Kings should win that battle. Uh, but if the Magic are going to get going inside, then the Kings have to make up for that difference mm. from beyond the arc. I think um, the first time they played. Uh, meant to pull this I, ha- I, ha- I have the numbers if you need some i know for a fact cole anthony didn't play did terrence ross play the first uh, time they played? cole anthony did not play terrence ross yes. did play yeah. he played 15 minutes in that game he was over two gary harris was the other one i think didn't play that first time gary harris didn't yeah, play they were <laughs> hurt so cole anthony is back gary harris is back so um i say that when interesting enough mo bamba didn't play in that game either that's great yeah. dmpcd Oh, my how times have changed <laughs> <laughs> um so markel folks also didn't play that first time that's right so yeah he wasn't back those, yet they had yeah. a lot of those guards uh not playing the first time which i that made me think about when you talked about them only making four threes mm. um, right you know they didn't have a lot of those guards who might hit some threes out there also with those guards that um didn't play it, it's kind of who they are, but they were also forced to play super big the way they did. Mm-hmm. You know, so now with those three guards back, maybe we won't see as big of lineups from the Magic as we did the first time because Cole Anthony's going to get his minutes, Gary Harris going to get his, and Markel Fultz will get his. And that may balance things out as far as like going with a big lineup or a small lineup. Yeah, it yeah. could. Well, go ahead, Damien. Do you have anything on uh, PJ? Have you have you have you dug into? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I I hate doing this. It, and God bless me, he's a ten day contract guy. I I, I I didn't want to put you to work too much, but have you? Did, were you able to uncover any any gems? Yeah, yeah. I looked a little yesterday after they made the signing. Um, for guys like him, I like to look at really kind of defense and how they're doing. Um, guarding shots so he held opponents to four percent under their season averages Um, that's a really good defensive metric that I like to key in on Mm -hmm. Uh, that ranked 39th out of the 440 players who defended at least 50 field goals so it's a really good mark and then he made his wide open threes at 43.8 percent so in terms of I feel like that's the type of things you would be looking a classic like three and D spot shooting, um, get out there, guard on the perimeter type guy. Those are the kind of two things that stood out to me about him. And he's a, got a six eleven wingspan for being six six. Hmm. Well, get back to work, man. We appreciate you as always. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Well. All right, man. Why do why do Kings fans really always bring up the name Mo Bamba? <laughs> 
I'm, I'm serious. Like, is, he, is it just because he's big? Oh, he's, he's big. He was highly talent, touted coming out of Texas. Is this the proverbial flyer I always hear so much about? Let's take a flyer on yeah, Mo Bamba. I, I'd take a flyer on Mo Bamba. And I think, I think they feel like he'd be cheap and easy to get, right? Like, he wouldn't take anything, but I, he's not playing in Orlando. Uh, okay. I would. I would take. I, right, I was just. I was just asking. I would take. A, I would take a shot on Mo Bamba for the right, right. price. Like the price would have to be. Price. Uh, you know, in my head, like a second rounder. And I don't know some type of. I don't even know if expiring would matter or whatever. Like that's the other thing. That's what we always talk about when you get into trades. The Kings don't have a lot to trade. They don't have a lot of anything to trade. So, I'm not sure what you. What you're gonna move to get Mo Bamba or anybody else outside of Harrison Barnes? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's not the deal. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, I, but I would take a flyer on on Mo Bamba. I think he's a guy that, for all intents and purposes, you know, maybe maybe he just needs to be in a better situation. You see that from well, it's possible from guys like um, kind of like it's hard to say it right now, but like Bismack Biombo. Mm. who I thought struggled a lot in Charlotte. I think that's where he was before and looked like a bust of a signing. He wasn't maybe worth the deal that he he signed for production wise, but you know, people, they wiped him out and he came to Phoenix as like the third center and, you know, put in some valuable minutes uh, in their playoff run last year. I think it was, I'm not saying Mo Bamba's this, but JaVale McGee, was looked at as an outcast for a lot of the time until he got to Golden State and kind of found a certain role. So that's the hope because I still think Obama's like 20. If I had to guess, he's like 22 maybe. Hmm. He's still pretty young, so I think that's where it comes from. You're listening to D-Lo. I'm not terribly against it. It's just like there's something who really want to see that happen. It's like, wow. uh, What's the the other guy they always want? uh, Jonathan Isaac. (laughs) Who's played one game, I think, in 12 years. He's Trey Lance, essentially, at this point. Sorry. That, that, that's, Damn, Trey. Look. At, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 